time is what we want most, but what we use worst. (laughs) It's a quote from William Penn. Today, we're going to explore how leaders can boost productivity by protecting their calendar and embracing a transformative approach I like to call the empowered schedule. So stick around. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, I hear so often from so many leaders about how their schedules can feel so out of control. So we're going to be talking about three crucial steps that will help you take control of your time and help you create a schedule that energizes you. But before we dive into that, you know, let's reflect on a challenge we often face despite the abundance of productivity information that's out there, solutions and advice. It's all out there at our disposal. Um, In fact, there's so much information out there that it can feel overwhelming. There's so many productivity hacks, tools, strategies. We know all of this stuff, but we still feel like there's an insurmountable amount of tasks at the end of our day and on our to-do list with no end in sight. Um, And this illustrates that simply knowing more doesn't necessarily translate into doing more. Um, So if we really want to transform our calendars and our lives and how we feel at the end of the day, and be more productive and avert burnout, then it doesn't really make sense to gather and compile more information, more tools, more productivity hacks, if we're not programmed in our mind to use them anyway. So what am I saying? The underlying cause of our usage of time, our level of productivity, all starts with how we see time, how we see ourselves in the context of the time that we do have, and how do we use time. It's basically our mindset is the driving cause of our behavior. And if we don't nail that first and foremost, then it doesn't matter. We can have all these wonderful tools and productivity hacks that we're trying to adopt. But if we start to use those tools, I can guarantee you within a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you're going to revert back to your old way of being because it's your mindset. It's your paradigm. It's how you see yourself um, and your beliefs, your limiting beliefs. Those are the things that drive behavior. About 96 to 98% of our behaviors are habitual and they're all driven by our belief systems and our paradigms. So What I'm going to ask you to do is hold off on some of those productivity tools that you know you already have, you already are aware of. I've been teaching productivity lately a lot for organizations, and I always start with two things before I even get to 
teaching any of the tools. And one, and as I'm going to ask you to do this, um, set aside some time uh, where you, <laughs> I know it's kind of ironic that your calendar is out of control and I'm asking you to set aside some time, but it's essential. You have to set aside time and claim a boundary and and claim that time for yourself so you can actually work through this and then create some lasting change and, you know, gain some productivity. Um, you know, and what I find is interesting is, and this was an aha for me, is I've been a leader for many years. And the aha came when I was leading, doing different things. But when I would look at my calendar, at the end of the day, I would feel depleted. Like I I would always use the phrase, oh, I'm on lockdown today because there was meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. I didn't have time to think. I didn't have time to ideate. Sometimes I didn't have time for lunch. I was rushing around to get to work so I could maybe squeeze a workout in at 530 in the morning. And then it was blast off from there. And oftentimes I was taking work home with me. And what I realized was that I was leading, and I'm saying in air quotes, other people and a team but what I was failing to do was I was failing to lead myself. And so I questioned if I'm leading all these things and I'm calling myself a leader, yet my schedule is out of control, how good of a leader am I really? Because I'm clearly not leading myself. I'm not saying no to things that I really should be saying no to. I'm not setting boundaries. I'm not... um empowering other people to do some of the workload that I am doing. So, um, and, and for various reasons, you know, sometimes when I'm working with leaders who are not empowering other people, teaching and training other people, mentoring other people to take the baton, um, they're doing it because uh, for many reasons, one is because maybe they're worried that nobody can do the role or the job as well as them. Uh, and also they're scared. They're wondering if I weren't the go-to person for all of these things, then what's my job? Who would I be? And they don't have an answer for that. Why? Because they haven't carved out time to think about things like that and actually dive deep into their mindset to, to, to discover, right? So in order for you to create permanent change in your calendar and reclaim time for yourself so that you can live a more healthy, balanced, um, productive life with positive, nurturing relationships, you have to first understand where your point A is. So what I'm going to ask you to do after you listen to today's episode is just take a look at your week the past week, you know, the past couple of days and look at your calendar without judgment. Okay. This is a judgment free zone, but notice, um, how packed is your calendar? Do you have meetings back to back to back without even 15 minutes to go to the bathroom or grab a glass of water or something? Are you overbooked? Are you double booked? Do you have time on your schedule for things that you say are actually important to you. If you're claiming that relationships and health are important to you, if you're leading a team and you're telling them, I don't want you to be stuck in burnout mode. I want you to take care of your health. I want you to pursue things that 
bring you joy. I want you to take vacation, but you're not doing those things yourself. This could be a wake-up call for you. Are you practicing what you preach? So are there areas on your calendar where you're neglecting um, things that you say are important to you? This is your point A. Even taking notice at the end of a day or at the end of the week, are you looking to escape? And um, open that bottle of wine every day, Monday through Friday, right? I saw a post yesterday and it made me laugh. It was like uh, a cup of coffee and a glass of wine running on a track. And the cup of coffee had the baton and was handing it off to the glass of wine. I've been there and that's why I'm laughing. You know, is that your day? Because that could be an indication of... You're stressed and how you're handling stress. And there are more healthy ways for you to do that that won't have a negative impact on your health, your well-being, your cognitive function, your ability to develop strong and healthy relationships with yourself and others. Um, so just take a notice at those things, like looking at the physical cam uh, calendar, what's on there, where are the gaps, where are the spaces, are there any, and then more importantly, how do you feel at the end of the day, at the end of the week? Okay, so now even write that out, get clarity on what that looks like. That is your point A. This is your starting point for your transformation. Now, the next piece of this is do, to define what does point B look like? If you could wave a magic wand and your all of your priorities are set in your calendar and you feel empowered, you feel productive, you're getting things done, you're uh, mentoring people, you have healthy relationships, you're fueling your body in the way you want and you have the time to do that, you feel calm and collected, what does that look like? Imagine your perfect day and even think about when are you most productive? Now, everybody's different. I'm the most productive uh, mid to late morning. Uh, so that's when I'm going to uh, write podcast scripts. That's when I'm going to write content. That's when I'm going to um, do a deep dive on some studies in neuroscience and things that really lend themselves to my work. Um, that's when I'm going to do that focus work is in the morning. And in the afternoons, usually um, I'm starting to wind down mid-afternoon. I might grab a snack, but that's when I might meditate and then get into some phone conversations with people. I'm not doing really, really focused technical work or content creation. Um, I'm in a, a better place where I'm calm. I feel um, like I can listen and be focused. I've done my really, really focused detail work in the morning. So that's where I'll tend to put meetings. So if you find yourself, um, the other thing I want you to notice in your point A is if you're switching hats multiple times. So if you are doing focused work one hour, then you've got a meeting another hour, then you've got a one-on-one -on -one phone call another hour, then you've got to do some detailed technical work another hour. You're switching hats too many times and it's coming at the expense of time because it takes about 15 minutes or so for you for you to task switch and actually um, get in the groove with the next task. So in your ideal day, your point B, if you could imagine your day in buckets, like when 
when is the best time for me to have meetings and have that mentorship meeting or, you know, doing mentorship or guiding and leading other people? Uh, when is the best time for me to have quiet time to check email as opposed to feeling like the your cell phone is attached to your hand and you're always scrolling and looking? Are there points in the day where you could schedule times uh, to answer your email? Can you have your out of office um, just to say, hey, I check emails three points during the day. If it's an emergency, here's how I can be reached. That way you're setting boundaries for yourself. But envision a day where you're taking your work and your personal priorities and they are they're equally as important because honestly, you can't be effective in your work if you're not taking care of yourself. It's kind of the concept of putting your oxygen mask on first uh, before serving others. Now, keeping in mind, there are times when emergencies are going to happen. So if you have some personal priorities on your calendar, you know, you don't remove those priorities. You don't remove them, but you might move them if, if an emergency pops up. But everything isn't an emergency. So consider your ideal day. How you're acting, how you're starting your day. How does it feel to start your day? Do you wake up energized, enthused about how you're starting your day? So really, I want you to get into your five senses and actually write this out. And then I want you to go to a calendar and plot this out. You know, what would your day look like? Your perfect day, your ideal day. And then I want you to start committing to some of these things on your calendar. So if you have your personal health as a priority and working out as a priority for you three times a week, whatever that is, just put that one thing on your calendar and it's showing that you that you're making that a priority. So put that one thing on your calendar and commit to doing that one thing. I promise you work will fill the time and space allotted. So even if you if you didn't have that work out there and you plan to get to it at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. Your work is going to expand to fill the time and space allotted. So prioritize your health. If you have date night with your significant other and you're not putting it on your calendar and you're always canceling or coming home late for dinner or missing the your child's school play or ball game or whatever, Put it on your calendar. Make it a priority. Again, work will fill the time and space allotted for it. So commit to it. Commit to putting one thing on your calendar and making that a habit. And then over time, once that's become a habit, then add another priority onto your calendar and make that a habit. And make sure that you're bucketing the things in your calendar so that you're not switching hats multiple times a day. That's how you start to uh, reclaim some of your, your time. Also, look for out, um, periods of time where maybe you're doing things that you don't need to be doing. So what can you offload? What are you doing out of habit that you no longer need to do? What meetings are you attended attending that maybe you don't need to attend anymore? Maybe someone can go in your place or maybe you can go every other week instead of every week or maybe you can check in via email. So look for things that you're doing currently in your schedule that you could offload. Um, 
Maybe you're not doing those things anymore. Maybe you're doing them less frequently. Maybe you're communicating with people in a different way that doesn't require you to be at an hour, hour and a half meeting. What are some things that you're doing now that you're the go-to person on where if you just spent, you know, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. So you could spend time now mentoring somebody and helping them grow in their expertise and their leadership. And that is going to pay in huge dividends later down the road. So spending that time now mentoring and nurturing new leadership, emerging leadership is going to serve you later down the road because then you're going to have people working on business tasks while you're kind of looking more at the strategic level. Um, Now, now that you have these things kind of in your calendar and blocked off, you want to protect your empowered schedule. So aligning your energy patterns and your priorities to your working blocks and time blocks, putting critical tasks during your peak performance hours. And then you want to safeguard those blocks and empower yourself um, to delegate and outsource some of those activities. And you want to keep fine tuning and rearranging that calendar um, so that you're protecting your priority time slots. And if you have um, a, an assistant working with you, get them to help you. Like put those things that you say are a priority to you and make sure that your assistant isn't booking meetings for you. Communicate, you know, about your calendar and what you're trying to do. The underlying cause of our behavior and adopting new habits is our mindset about them. And that's why before I even had you diving into the doing and putting things on your calendar and blocking your calendar, I wanted you to get a sense of, hey, how does it feel in your life right now? What are the things that you like about your calendar and your current workload? And what are the things that you don't like about your calendar and workload? How are you feeling at the end of the day? That's your point A, the good, the bad, the ugly. Your point B is your ideal vision for how you want to be. So I'm going to encourage you to set reminders for yourself. So if you wrote down your ideal calendar, um, put it up somewhere so you can see it. Uh, Write some words in your uh, vision for point B. Like, how do you feel at the end of the day? If you feel focused, if you feel energized, you know, write some words of affirmation and put them all over your desk or places where you see them. Put them as a calendar reminder on your phone. And when the alarm goes off, energize. Oh, I want to feel empowered. I want to feel energized. I want to feel in control of me. This is how you start becoming in control of yourself instead of your calendar controlling you and all of these competing demands controlling you. This is how you become the leader of your life. And when you can lead yourself, you can be much more effective in leading others. And it starts with carving that time out for yourself and defining what that looks like for yourself. So this is very short and sweet today. I hope this has been helpful. This is something that I revisit in my calendar periodically because I am a type A overachiever, a doer, and I can get caught up in the rat race if I'm not very careful and I'm not very deliberate with my calendar and periodically checking in. Hey, how am I doing? How is it going? Uh, why am I depleted today? Is this just a one-off thing? Or, oh, I can look back at my week and I've been really working late every single day and not 
yeah, changing hats every, you know, every couple of hours. This is not working for me anymore. I need to revamp it. So um, implement this. And I would love to hear your comments. So I encourage you to go to ratraceReboot.com or whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. Leave us a review. We read them. Um, and then join us again next week. But remember, everything is created twice. That's why we're adopting the schedule of change and these productivity hacks in this way. Everything's created twice, first in your imagination and then in physical form. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.